Hello everyone and welcome to another roundup of EastEnders with Wolford Weekly. And I am your host, Ben, as usual, and I am joined by my fellow co-host. We're not friends, we just work together. <laughs> we just live together. <laughs> we, we tolerate one another. Alex. Hello everyone. Alex, it is my name. Thank mm-hmm. you for remembering. It's all right. It's me again, I'm back. We are. So we're back to talk about more EastEnders news and gossip. <gasps> There's been a shock big news. Well, there? I was going to say shock of the year, yeah. personally, is I've got no complaints. Two weeks in a row. Oh, I see. I, th- I thought you were going straight to the other About thing, my but... sex life. <laughs> no, no, about, about the, the show. show. Yes. Yeah. No complaints. So I think that's it's been great, done. actually. Mm. There's been scenes this week where everyone's been sat in the same room. Mm-hmm. and there's Same been, sofa. The same sofa, watching the same film. Leaning on each other. Yeah. Not suitable for young audiences the film <laughs> but still yeah leaning on another and it's been seamless I, mm-hmm. I i mean again if i could clap loudly i would if i had a sound effect of applause you can you just go like that okay <laughs> that sounds anyway um because it's uh, give john sen credit where credit's the whole due. team the whole i, I team. know it's the whole team it's not just John Sen sat in that editing. the mind of John Sen. <laughs> you of don't the way know that. He's, well, that's the Might impression Might be Kate Oates after she's given birth now. She's full of when she had, vigor. She had an enlightenment. <laughs> when she gave birth to the child, she was like, I know how you can film post-COVID. Perfect, perfect screens. Yeah, and and uh, special green screen effects. <laughs> I just love the fa- I just love the idea that to film that scene of everyone in that lounge um, when Chantal and Grey and the family were watching mm, the film, in they, down, they had seaside. to do each piece individually mm. so i'd love to see that each individual piece of them sat there kind of like looking at the tv screen like <laughs> eating popcorn it was so well done especially when you Brilliant. compare it to cory's wedding that we did yeah. you did you see that didn't you mm-hmm. yeah yeah the but wedding they're... was just awful there's like three people in a in a restaurant <laughs> yeah and they said you may now kiss the bride and they cut before yeah. they showed them going yeah together so, um, it was, it was... Yeah, it's been very good and not just like it looks nice it has actually been fairly interesting like the storylines there's well, not a storyline where i'm thinking oh, this is boring no. so that's a nice change but this is what I've, before we started recording we, we go through the notes together and so on and so forth and i said to you well after i looked at it and i said actually not a lot has happened but it's not really felt like not a lot has happened mm. it's, it's felt... the good not a lot has happened that's right because it's felt it's felt like the content that they've given us has been worthy yeah has been en- enough it's not be- i think i i know there's a lot of arguments for and against having the shorter episodes but i really do think these shorter episodes are benefiting the show i really don't notice actually like, yeah. i'm not sitting there thinking oh that was really short but um mm. anyway that's enough Praise. Bra- praise. <laughs> but I don't want too much news. praise. There is other news. Yes, very quickly. Before what is it? Who wants to announce this? The best news in the world. Well, I'll announce it because <laughs> I made a little video about it. It's on Twitter and also it's on our YouTube account. Please watch it. <laughs> but um, it's uh, Jake Wood who's leaving the show after almost 15 years, is it? I think. Or yeah, nearly 15 nearly years. Nearly 15 yeah. years. And uh, he's he's... He's retiring, for now, the character of Max Branning. And mm. we've said... The door is left open. The door has been he left open. He won't be killed off. They're not killing him. Again, an opportunity to have killed him on the roof of the Queen Vic. Baby Abby. Yeah. Baby Abby? Abby could still be alive. But let's not f- <laughs> reminisce over that. It's, it's not a surprise because we've said on numerous occasions on the podcast that they're just not doing anything with him anymore. No, and he, we've said like he looks bored. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, that's true. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, we don't know. We don't know if they chose to end Max's character or if he chose to leave we don't know mm. it's, it's like weird some iffy quotes which you could take either way but yeah. it, the door's left open so he will he will be back yeah I mean I'm sure he'll come back a, tri- a lot of the show is attributed to him sorry the character of Max Branning attributes to a lot of the success of the show mm. in the early days of Max Branning's character um, I just think that now there was nothing for him going forward. No, there hasn't been anything for him for a while, mm. so it but is what it is. And it, it leaves a big pay packet open for lots of others. Well, this is something I said as well to you, that it'd be nice to maybe introduce a couple of young talent now, some nice, you know, a bit of vigour, a bit of some characters that might be a bit more interesting. Or you said that you'd like to see a more familiar face. Yeah, Shane one... Ritchie, no. Bobby Davro. <laughs> yeah, they could get like a big name back now yeah. using his pay packet. Mm. But so, who though? A butcher. Well, Any you, butcher. You think they should just bring back a, like a Janine or something like that? Yeah, like a Ricky, a Diane. Oh right, a Janine. So you'd want you'd want a, a character that's already established. You wouldn't want a yeah. new character with but of a face that people know, no, like no, a Peggy. No. You know, oh, like, like a, a Danny Winter. Dyer type of thing. Yeah, or Danny Dyer. Yeah, they could, yeah they do need some. They need like a big booking. I think is what they're kind of missing. They could have the a, they could have a new family and just have the head of the family as this character. This Miriam Mogalil, whatever her name is. I mean, name? If Miriam, I love her, but I can't remember her name. <laughs> Miriam Mogalil. I, I think yeah. if she, if they were to introduce anyone for me, that would be 
a, a goal. Yep, she's a long lost Bill, I feel. Like yeah. a, a distant relative of Lou Bill somewhere she's along the line. very Lou Bill, isn't she? Yeah. So there you go. That's your booking you need to replace Jake yeah, If you're listening, that's that's our advice. If you've got a bit of spare change rolling around the uh, set, we're, we're available as well. Oh, yeah. We're cheap, though. We're, so. we're a cheap book. You know, just get us in. We'll do it for a bacon. Well, we wouldn't do it for a bacon sandwich. We'd do it for an avocado sandwich and... And cheese and pickles. <laughs> cheese and pickles. You would have a cheese and pickle. Yeah, yeah. from Cathy. Yeah, lovely. Um, right, so we better start actually talking about this week because it's been a very dark week, but we're going to leave that until the end. So we're going to keep it... Light to begin light with. Light and positive to begin with because um, there's obviously lots of serious things going on. So the first thing we're talking about is the lovely Ben and Callum. <laughs> light, light and positive to begin with. Yeah, Ballum. please. <laughs> <laughs> the corrupt police mm-hmm. of Warford, yet yes. again showing their ugly head. They are just awful the police people and um quite a lot went on this week with because danny hardcastle was back our favorite villain of the year yeah the flags were out <laughs> who's better danny hardcastle or aiden do you remember aiden the irish gangster i liked aiden yeah you know i liked so more aiden. than danny hardcastle oh, very much <laughs> i liked aiden because aiden was aiden really, wasn't a grass he wasn't a grass and he but he was sinister and he was really calculated while danny mm. hardcastle was Fists for first, mind later. Grass, bit, yeah, grass. Yeah, and then grass, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'd like Aiden to come back. Well, Aiden, I mean, Aiden can take out Danny. Yeah, well, Phil took out Aiden. <laughs> it's like rock, paper, scissors. Phil, Aiden, Danny. Mm. One, two, three, shoot. That's what, maybe Ben will go get Aiden and say, you know, you killed my boyfriend. Just mm. get rid of Danny for me and we're equal. Didn't Phil kill... Wilmot Brown's son, who was... No, that's Luke. That's who Aiden yeah. killed, yeah. Oh, Aiden killed him. Yeah, under... Phil asking him, but not to kill him. But then Phil looked after Luke's teeth, which was evidence to yeah, prove that Aiden. Did. No, it was Phil, wasn't it? Because he kept him in the safe. Because oh, there yeah. was evidence to prove that Aiden had killed him. That's right. And so that's how he got rid of Aiden. He's like, "You leave, or I take this matchbox." And he threw and him out grass. the vic. And he threw him out the vic. Just yeah. like Sharon did to Dotty last week. <laughs> Feels like the Incredible Hulk. He has a sudden rage, and he just has this physical. Mm. Um, but we had a little scene with Jay. Jay got his storyline of the year in early. Yeah, his one, his one story. Wait, not line. that early. September. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> I feel like it's the beginning of the year still. I feel like it's February still. Because technically, we've only had five yeah. months of EastEnders <laughs> in nine months. Series well, two. Well, he's got his quota done because he was. Um, ben was planning to double cross Danny and plant all that money in Danny's car, wasn't he? Because the money from the heist is all being marked. Yeah. said Danny to Ben. So Ben was like, "Right, I'll plant it on you, and then we'll phone the police." Mm. But it has to be by a third party. And Callum can't know. But, uh, uh, but also, no, no, Callum, Callum can know. Soon. Callum did know. Did he? Yeah, Phil, he he knew, but Phil didn't. Oh. Phil wasn't to know. Because Phil right. was the first one to say, we're not grasses. <laughs> oh, yeah, even though we hate each other, we're not grasses. Yeah, even though we don't get along, we're not good, <laughs> we're not good together, we don't grass. We don't grass on our own. No. Um, and, and Ben took that as, you know, I do. They're real East End, yeah. Peggy. And he, and he took, because Phil doesn't keep a lock on his phone, you see. Phil's not very tech savvy. No, he'd forget it, wouldn't no. he? I mean, One, did... two, three, if not. Yeah, he just keeps the default setting <laughs> for zero, 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 zero. And so Ben got Danny's phone number, then on an unmarked burner phone. From the minute mark, probably. Yeah. Suki <laughs> network. Um, phoned Panasar Danny. Airways. <laughs> Panasarcom. Uh, had... I wonder what benefits you'd get with Panasarcom. Like with O2, you, you have You get rewards. free pest control. <laughs> And one poker chip. <laughs> Which you can spend at any casino. <laughs> you can cash in at any time for a, a um alibi to get out of a crime. Do uh, you know what? I'd sign on. <laughs> Hand me the contract. 12 months, please. Thank you very much. Uh, anyway, so yeah, he's phoned Danny and uh, Jay had to prize open his boot. With a screwdriver or something. Like, well, really he is an ex- is it, isn't Jay an ex-mechanic? He's a bit of a jack yeah, of all possibly, trades, isn't he? Yeah, possibly. Because he does car sales. He does funerals. Mm. He must have done mechanics at some point. Yeah, I think he... He did drugs. Yeah, he did sell drugs. Roxy. Yeah, but he wasn't wearing gloves, and he was touching all those notes. Oh yeah, in the boot. So he is a—he is now a Mitchell, worst gangster. Jay ever, was always basically. a Mitchell. Yeah, but now that he's, he's so bad at doing gangster stuff, that confirms his Mitchell status. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> just true. handling cash, putting <laughs> it in a boot, phoning someone. If you're um, going to cock up a job, mm. you're a Mitchell. <laughs> but they did get away. They grasped on Danny. He got arrested. Mm. Danny then said, "I'm not a grass." Yeah. And then the next scene, they're arresting Ben's arrested. Ben because he's written a statement. <laughs> I, do you not think that the detective must have said to him, well... He's a very evil detective. I'd be scared of um, Dean Gaffney. The Dean Gaffney, mm. Detective Dean. He um he he must have said, like, oh, you know, one of the Mitchells grasped you in. So that oh, yeah. probably opened up then the pathway for Danny to mm. then go against his own. 
<laughs> Ned Grass himself. But, um, Callum's boss, who seems to do everything at the moment, um, mm. spotted Ben and Callum because that's when Callum was like, oh, okay, I do love you then and we'll move in with you because Ben said, I don't want to lie to you in another sort of Ben said he wouldn't like, yeah, Ben Ben lied to him and then said, I don't want to lie to you anymore. Right. So <laughs> he, I've heard that before. He did one final lie mm-hmm. just because, you know, he had to get it out of his system and then promised he wouldn't lie from the He's straight on. again now then, is he? I wouldn't just go as far as... Well, no, to be fair, he's only arrested from a crime he committed before he promised Callum he wouldn't lie again. That's true. So he could still lie up until that point. But now the truth is yeah. out. Because this is, the CCTV has been enhanced and they now yes. CSI profile style. Ben, which I'm sad we didn't see the enhanced version. I just, I just <laughs> imagine it was like Harry Reid Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, so yeah, he got arrested. Then that Dean Gaffney, Robbie Jackson policeman, I don't know his name. He said to Ben, like... Detective Gaffney. Yeah, he was arresting Ben. And then he spoke to Callum about be- them being in a relationship and he should have said this in his interview and he should have announced it. And... Yeah, if you're tied up in in, a, in an organisation of crime, mm. like the Mitchells... The mafia. <laughs> the mafia, you then gotta, you, gotta say. you need to declare it. And because mm-hmm. he hasn't declared it, he can now be fired. So <laughs> he got escalated for this role as a police officer. Mm. Very quick. Very quickly. And now he's, he's going to be knocked back down as mm. a... Desk jockey. I, I mean, suppose. what we've seen of Callum working in the police, it's not really for him. Because his first assignment was the CCTV, which uh, he lied on. Well, you say that, but the very first thing we saw was he chased someone and then arrested them. Yeah, but he also did that wrong because the guy told him off afterwards, remember? Well, he did it with force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Callum, this is strike three already and it's only been <laughs> a week. Yeah, but the Met need they need they need police officers at the moment. Callum just looks at them and flutters his eyes a bit, his blue eyes, and they're like, "Oh, it's all right, actually." His yeah. oversized bulletproof vest. <laughs> but yeah. he's got an ultimatum now. Basically, the same ultimatum as last week is your career or Ben. Well, Jack's warned him again. Again, yeah, yeah. he he said, "You know, I did, I did." Warn I've been you. there with Roxy. Ronnie, yeah, yeah. Sam, so get yourself tied up Phil. in Mitchells. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get yourself you're gonna mm. get yourself out of a job. Says the man who has two kids of a Mitchell. Yeah, but that was the past. Mm-hmm. This is the past. You have to, you have to, you have to separate the past to the. Today. Oh yeah, that's when Jack was a bent copper, wasn't he? Now he's a. Proper now he's copper. a straight copper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He so wasn't... Callum is on course. Well, he's a bent copper, really. Yeah. Callum, so he'll come moment. back to it in five years again and be the new Jack. Well, he'll, he'll reapply really good. to be a police yeah. officer. So you don't think he's going? <laughs> so basically, the ultimatum was that if he can grasp on Phil, then he will keep his job. Mm. And the CCTV ben. disappears, apparently. Yeah, and then it will magically disappear. Mm. The, the corrupt Warford police. Yeah, but but also he's doing it for the benefit of Ben as well. He's saying, you know, this is your this is your boyfriend. This is your beau. If you want to stick together, if you want him mm. to do a stretch. Then... Yeah, but Ben did commit the crime, so it is just a bit. Should ridiculous. he do the time? Though? Yeah, <laughs> it is just silly. But um, I don't understand what's happening. Basically, the the, <laughs> the Robbie Jackson policeman is saying, if you get Phil for me, because Phil's bigger fish to fry than Ben mm-hmm. then we'll wipe the thing clean and you can stay a policeman yeah but but we need to get Phil why is Phil a bigger fish though because Ben's a murderer Phil's the head he's the head of the mafia family the Mitchells what about Grant Grant's out no picture. Grant's quite seems Grant is like he's like the most well-behaved Mitchell really well he just doesn't do anything in London hmm. so he's after, so they don't care about him he can do what he likes outside of London yeah. but as long as it's not inside of London, it's all Phil. It's all Phil. Phil's the puppet master. So is this um, Steve McFadden's break already sorted for Christmas? <laughs> for his pantomime. His panto that's not happening, but he still wants a break, probably. <laughs> he wants to go abroad, doesn't he? Yeah. That's break the lockdown. Be. So I'm guessing something's going to happen. He hasn't there. done much since he's returned, has he? The only thing Sat he did... in the hallway. <laughs> well, he stood, he stood at the gate and kind of shouted advice to Callum and Mm. Ben and yeah, he was in the hall and he, uh, yeah, hospital. he told Ben and he t- oh yeah, he was in the hospital waiting for Ben's hearing mm. and then he was back at the house telling Ben not to grass. It's not really done much, has he? No, but he's on a break soon, so maybe he'll go to prison. Who knows? Maybe Callum will end up going to prison. I think Phil's retirement home is prison, really, isn't it? I mean, that's where he's going to ultimately end, isn't he? What for the end of Phil? Yeah, no, he has to die to him to be ended. All Mitchells have to, otherwise there's an open space. Otherwise they can come back and it's a danger to us all. I mean, speaking of Mitchells, we've got the other female Mitchell, who's now a Watts, Sharon. So poor Sharon's very stressed in her new position as manager, not landlady like we first assumed. We, she, she's she been knocked down a few pegs by Ian. <laughs> Ian's not happy because he feels jilted. But he's declared his love last week mm. and... Sharon's still, you know, Sharon's said to him, just get over it, Ian. <laughs> I mean, this is, it is something to, he should get over it by now. Mm, they and... are hamming up the 
everyone hates Ian. Basically, yeah. that's how they're writing Ian. Like, you know, three, what was it, two boxing days ago when Alfie suddenly turned evil on the top of the stairs? Was like, that all Christmas of us... Eve? Oh, whatever. Three years ago, two years ago, whatever it was. It was two years ago, but, but I you think... remember it well. Yes, he he fell down the stairs because yes. he he upsets mm. so but all he, the. But all of a sudden, in that one scene, he turned into like Dirty Den, mm. like so. Like you're now evil, and yeah. that's what they're doing to Ian. And basically. they ruined Shane Ritchie's character. Mm. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're doing that with Ian. Yeah, but, but, but which they like to do. The danger they? is, is that they they could do that with Alfie because there's potentially well they uh, okay. So if we're gonna go back to this quickly, they kind of corrected Alfie's ways because then they Alfie gave Cat all the money mm. and so then that was almost a forgiveness for him. Mm. But they like doing that. But, but with, with Ian he's always going through stages of weasel. W- yeah being angry at people and being angry at the world really and it, it tends to be linked to a woman who's jilted him <laughs> one way or another mm. and this time obviously it's Sharon's turn. So Sharon but what makes it a bit worse is normally Sharon's the one who is the shoulder he cries on when he's being upset by a woman but this time She's not there because she's the woman who's upset him. Mm. And he's not taking any advice from Kathy, his own mother. I know. She's there. Matriarch in the waiting. Yeah. Speak to her. Yeah. I really liked actually that scene. They had a scene in the Bill House with all with Bobby, Peter, Kathy, Ian. Mm. And it felt like old school EastEnders that did. I was like, Oh, I quite like Peter, I like Bobby, I like Kathy. It was it was really nice. They were just messing around, weren't they? They were setting him up on a dating app. Mm. And Kath. Yeah, well, Kathy was very keen to be on this dating oh, app. Oh, yeah, she's 17. Not much time now. No, no, no she, wanted, get on it. she wanted to learn what the swiping left and right all meant <laughs> and, you know, whether she's going to get herself, what kind of man she wanted. Mm-hmm. Peter was helping her write her bio, saying that she was back from the dead. Yeah, Peter's been a bit funny as well, which is, you know, he's not as wooden and boring as he was once was. He seemed a bit more... I, I, maybe the actor just felt a bit more comfortable in his role mm. now. His um, longer hair. It's given yeah. him a bit, a bit of confidence. Yeah. Ready for a shampoo um, <laughs> deal. Um, so that was a nice. I just thought like that little. It was only like one scene, but it was it was noted that I enjoyed mm. it. And I liked that they also built Bobby just with a very small uh, line where you saw his paranoia about being clean mm. as well. And I thought that's good actually. That's that's the kind of Bobby yeah. that I expected to come out uh, of prison. Someone who's uh, who's not quite doesn't f- quite feel like the mm. world is is comfortable for him. Yeah, he's, he's a bit odd, safe. isn't he? But he's a bit odd. He doesn't odd. like leaving the house. And so he's obviously spent a lot of lockdown just sat inside. Same. And, yeah, <laughs> so true. And we can relate. We're all Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Be more Bobby. <laughs> and um, yeah. And so I, I wonder if they're going to take that a bit further, his um, germaphobe story. Mm, do you see, do you, cause hope so. That could get further and further and further to the point where he's like locks himself in the room. and like, Yeah, because no one would notice for months. Like, <laughs> Kathy wouldn't notice. But Kathy's busy dating. She would just tell him off and bring him a fried breakfast (laughs) (laughs) and um obviously ian won't notice because he's busy making targets although he did promise bobby that he would notice more often yeah but that's ian but yeah but anyway yeah ian so ian now has has stamped his authority down for sharon said that she doesn't own the pub he owns it and now if she wants to stay as the landlady or the manager of the Mm. queen vic then she has to start smashing some targets. He Which are impossible tar- targets as well, apparently. We didn't mm. see what they were. <laughs> no, but it was quite thick, the yeah. book of targets. I mean, for me, I would have just... I suppose he must have done it on an individual drink basis. Mm. So you have to have 100 beers sold a day, <laughs> 50 J2Os. You know, well, that Martin and Kush were there, so they were helping. Well, Martin Kush is very flush. Mm. Which is suspicious. We'll talk about that a little bit <laughs> later on. It is. But, um, yeah, Sharon's just... She's trying hard. She's being a bit flirty with... Like trying to <laughs> thinking she was helping Ian with his meeting. I loved old school Sharon. Um, <laughs> she was so great with her little cheeky carry on laugh. Mm. Cheeky. <laughs> she wasn't really helping. So she's got that problem. And obviously Max is asking for the money. So mm. another suspect in the who hit Ian, which is what I'm predicting. Yes. Well, again, and also links quite nicely to the Jake Wood announcement, which we discussed at the start of the show. Oh, yeah. It show. kind of gives that away. Like, <laughs> Do you think, because I on the video, watch it on our YouTube channel, uh, I say that Yes, Jake would, it would be obvious then if Jake Wood is the one who did it. But do you think it could almost be a deliberate decoy so that you all think it's Jake Wood? You all build up to it being Jake Wood, but then, sorry, Max, <laughs> Max, it's, you all think it's Max. It's, it's almost indicated when Ian leaves, it's Max. But then when Ian returns, Ian's like, I've got something to say. And it it's is, not Max yeah, after all. It was Sookie <laughs> or Vinny or, I don't know. Yeah. Someone random like Bex. <laughs> I think it's Sharon. I think she's going to hit him with the heel. Oh, no, I don't shoe. want Sharon to do it. That's so un-Sharon. She'd slap mm. someone, but that's all. I don't know. She's been, she's lived with the Mitchell pretty mm. much. Did you get that life. broken bottle out last week, didn't she? Yep, toward Dotty. And she got the cake knife out on um, Denny's. What was it? Denny's funeral 
night or whatever it oh, was. Yeah, well, was that Why was there a now? cake? No, it was towards <laughs> Phil, I think, wasn't it? Right. So, um, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, this Ian, who did Ian? It's not even being confirmed. It's just what we're suggesting. Yeah, it's our, suge- <laughs> it's our suggestion because we think it's a good story. Mm. And, and it makes sense because Ian's got so many enemies building up. Even Kathy, if you think about it, she's oh, that, she's pretty tired. I of it. bet I would be so annoyed, but I bet it would be Kathy, and it would just ruin her character, and I'd be fuming. Well, coronation and my praise will end. <laughs> coronation Street, uh, when Kate Oates kind of came in, I think I've discussed this before. They did a storyline with Ken Barlow. Oh yeah, who pushed <laughs> who pushed Ken Barlow? which sounds farcical, <laughs> but actually, a lot of the viewers and the old fans loved it because it brought Ken back into the centre stage. But also, it was quite a good mystery. And I don't know who it ended up being because. No. I admit I don't. They also did a Kim Tate, didn't they? Who pushed off that balcony in Emmerdale? So yeah. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, but that wasn't with um, Kate Oates. No, I know, but that's so... when the chandelier fell on her. That where, was fantastic. Where will Ian get pushed as well? If well do you think pushed, it will be a push? I don't know. A hit. A cush push. Remember cush push. <laughs> it can't be hit on the back of the head because we've had Phil Martin. Everyone gets hit on the back of the yeah. head. So it can't. It must be something a bit bigger than that. Do you think in Walford, you know how you evolve? Like they're saying that because people are using mobile phones now, that in about two hundred years' time, our thumbs are going to be like half the size bigger <laughs> than they are already because mm. of the muscles in our thumbs. Do you think in Walford that they've evolved at the back of their skull yeah, extra they're, layer? Yeah, it's like an extra layer of like skin mm. and uh, bone. Stems from Phil because he gets hit <laughs> hit there about three times a year. And plus, he's had a lot of children with a lot of women mm. in Walford. So yeah, yeah, it, it's it's clearly an evolution process there. Yeah. Push Ian off the roof of the Vic. Why not? No, not there again. Yeah, why or not? Or Max again. That's why he leaves. No. Well, exactly. And that, that makes, so that links it to Max, doesn't it? It makes, gives it a reason for Max yeah. to be the culprit, the main centre culprit. Mm. They would never do a live episode on Christmas Day. But imagine if they did a live episode on Christmas Day. And like the, the, the end, right, and you find, or they do a live episode. Right. Right. And you know how... Control yourself. <laughs> sorry, I know. You know how Stacey admitted to Max that it was her. Yeah, who, what Max admits to Stacey. Yeah. Could do. Max could admit to Stacy, and she and he could use the exact same lines as well. It was me, <laughs> and and you could see um, Lacey Turner put her fingers down her throat. <laughs> she pretends to be sick from the death of or the, or the near death of Ian Bill. Well, I don't think maybe would be that upset. <laughs> so yeah, right, so I'm, I'm going to move. Shower. Yeah, I'm going to move on now <laughs> yeah. because it's getting farcical, more farcical than Hollyoaks. Um, Who are looking for a new executive producer? I'm here, Hollyoaks. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, the farcical one. Um, so let's quickly talk about. One of the happy storylines, because there's been so few this week. Rainey and Stuart mm. are getting married very soon. Um, and they were getting happy to arrange their um, stag do and hen do. But yes. Callum was busy. Callum was busy. Callum was meant to be organising it. Stuart hinted at Callum things that he didn't want, but actually secretly did want. Mm-hmm. So he he said he didn't want to be tied to a lamppost, but he did. He didn't <laughs> want... Um, did he say, like, oil yeah, spread all over his yeah, body? Something like that. <laughs> Feathers. Oh, yeah, and feathered, yeah. But... Tarred and feathered, I'm assuming. Feathered. Um, but I think... <laughs> that the Hampshire came out of you there. <laughs> Tarred and feathered. <laughs> but I think Rainy, Rainy might do it for him yeah, in the bed. Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. That's an act that they yeah. proceed with. They dress up, don't they? They dress up as vampires once. Yeah, but Rainey didn't like that. He dressed up as a vampire for a dinner in the... In the... No, only because she was putting on a f- show. I think she's... Oh, no, she was. She didn't think that anyone could love her. Yeah, I think she's quite settled now. Do you think they do do things with with a coffin? <laughs> I just, I'm curious. Well, Ben and Paul did. And I think they probably... Well, that was under a coffin. But it was above... But someone was dead in the room, yeah. to be fair. Maybe, I don't want to... I don't know. No, I don't think... <laughs> Is that storyline that we could... No, I don't think that is something that they would participate in. But do you think that... Did they get some kind of morbid excitement knowing that they're living above a funeral parlour that... I don't know. Yeah, there's something weird about... It's dark, um, isn't it? Especially Stuart, because there's always... There's weird bits about him, isn't there? Stuart's a weird guy. You have to remember that he was introduced in the soap as... As a as a, bit, a stalker, a villain, a murderer? Question mm-hmm. mark. We still don't know what's happened. Do you reckon he'll turn up to the wedding? He should have turned up to stag do. Yeah. He? All right. Dylan, Dylan Box. Yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah. 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 Don't be tough for you. <laughs> it was a bit weird as well because they were having the stag and hen do together, were they? No, I think that was the meeting place for everyone. Oh, to and then... they were meant to go yeah. separate ways, and no one turned mm. up. Well, because a lot of people said, "Oh, are you going to Rainey's?" and they said, "No, I can't be bothered." And I felt a bit sorry, really. She is quite horrible to everyone. Every woman on the square, she's gotten rid of everyone, hasn't she? But we love Rainy. I mean, Ingrid's not going to turn up. <laughs> or, or Donna. Donna, yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Um, but yeah, no one, literally no one turned up, so. Well, if, if people carry on listening to the end of the show, we'll list, read out the comments of people who would have turned up mm. and what they would have done during the stag and hen party as well. 
Right, so we'd quickly talk about the short storyline of Tina and Frankie then. We've got a bit more kind of an idea of what, what Frankie's up to, I guess, because we found out about her past and yep. her brother. It's unfair to say what she's up to, I think. I think that makes her sound a bit mean and sordid. I think she's... I don't think she means to be doing what she's doing. No, we don't even know if it's evil. Or like, you know, it's, we don't know if it's a dark story. All we've got is Danny Dye, who said it's the best storyline Mick's ever had, ever. Yeah, but... But he says that every year. Danny is a very self... <laughs> he's, he's a self-publicist, isn't he? And he says he was, that every year, doesn't he? Yeah, and he was saying that in front of his second series of the game show, The Wall, which is <laughs> not good. Mm. But, um, yeah, because Tana looks at Frankie's camera and she sees photos of, like, a young boy who looks very similar to Ollie. Mm. Um, and we, if we find out that it's her brother who died 10 years ago, apparently... But, what do you mean apparently? Yeah, well, well, because he's not died. Well, it's always secret. It's all a bit of because it's on her camera. And I said this to you. Like, yeah. why would you have photos that are ten years old, like on the newest photos you've taken on a camera? It doesn't make sense. Oh, what? So you think she didn't have a brother? Oh, I don't know. Oh, she must have had a brother. Well, it's just bad writing. Like, why would it be on her SD card? Do you know what I mean? Well, maybe she just like likes the camera is not. A memory. Yeah, but you wouldn't have it as your newest photo. Especially that camera. Is that camera even 10 years well, old? To be fair, Tina is quite nosy. You wouldn't have known how far Tina went into the photographs. Tina's one of those people who you said, oh, look at this photo on your mobile phone. And then when she went to grab your phone, you wouldn't let her have it because you know she'd swipe and look at more of your photos. <laughs> yeah, but photos. that's different to your camera that Frankie was using. I don't, I don't know why there would be photos like that. And then she started taking photos of them all playing football. Well, before that, she was talking to Ollie. She was... You know, yeah, said you remind me of my brother. Yeah, she said that to Ollie as well, mm. and Ollie seemed quite happy with that. And but and and, and also at the same time, Linda was teasing Tina because she was saying, Ooh, "I think there's something maybe that could be happening mm. between you and Frankie." Frankie's is Frankie gay? She, mu- I think she's. I don't know. Bye. Okay. I don't know. Because I don't remember their... I know, I She's don't, never really said, has she? Yeah, I don't, you don't have to go into a show like straight screaming, hello, I'm a homosexual, and from <laughs> now on my stories will be gay-based. I mm. mean, I just wonder. I just wondered what kind of gave Tina the indication other than the fact that she got a job at... Prince Albert. The Albert, yeah. They know, gaydar. Tina knows. Tina's gaydar is not good. Yes, <laughs> it is. She spoke to Bernie once. But there's a big age gap between <laughs> That was at um, Pride. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big age gap between um, Tina and Frankie, so it's a bit like odd. Because Tina's quite an old... She's like 40-something, isn't she? The actress would not like... Not the actress. <laughs> but like when you see Tina, the character, you think she's like 15, but actually she's like 40-something. She acts younger than she yeah. is. Yeah, so she is quite... And Frankie's quite young, so that would be a bit odd. But I do wonder if those photos of her brother, has she like seen someone like Ollie before and taken photos of him? And like in like a few months, weeks time, we'll see Frankie talking to someone who sees a photo of Ollie on her camera and she's like, oh, that's my brother. Oh, right. I don't know. Do you think there's something weird like that? Yeah, but why would she have an obsession with a child, what, six years old, who looks like Ollie? Hmm. The only other thing I can think of is it's not her brother and it's her son... But then she would have had him very young, hmm. and perhaps the, the and that's why the the pictures are quite recent because he has been taken away from her quite recently. Hmm. But why would she then say it's her brother? Family. It's a little bit weird. Well, because it, it's an easy story to. I know it's it's still well, it's sick to kind of come up with the story that that's my brother and he's died. But it's maybe a it's it's a more of a in story to get into the Carter family than mm. oh this is my son and they took him away from me because that might t- make Tina feel a bit uncomfortable to then introduce mm. her to Ollie. I mean it might just be I don't know I I quite like Frank as a character so I don't mm. want her to be tainted with this storyline which limits her like what we said about Gray and Chantel oh. like it limits them as a character they've got their story and then they've got to go. Well they did it with um. Leo as well. Yeah. Like they limited Leo's mm. character. But you saying that, but I'm really, really pleased that they haven't taken Frankie's character, who's and, and, and instead of it being her main character trait is that she's deaf, mm. her main character trait is that she's got this story about her supposed yeah, she's brother. Interesting. Oh, and by the way, she's also deaf. Mm. And that's finally there's they're, they're, they're you know, sometimes it yeah, it's like Kyle Slater, like he yeah. was trans, that was his storyline, and exactly. then they axed him, and yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. that, that could have been a lot more. And also, Kyle was a really interesting character, mm. and he was a Slater, so you could have just added him on, and for me, you know, they could have done something with him, to, mm. okay, made his main story... They made Frankie's main story that she was deaf and she was guiding Ben. Mm. Ben then stopped being but deaf. But that wasn't it. Like, she's now She's now this more. other character. And it's not yeah. a storyline with Ben and Callum. Yeah. It's a storyline completely separate. Yeah. So it is nice. So I do want her to be in it longer, but I just 
trying to work out maybe what it is. It's quite interesting because they've not told us, so we can mm. theorise literally whatever we want, which is what we're doing. Yeah. Well, this is what we do with most stories. <laughs> right. Next up, we've got Ruby and Martin, the new <laughs> the new couple on the street. Well, you know, Ruby's storyline is literally moving like a thousand miles a minute. It, she's done her insurance fraud and she's lost her millions and she's got her identity stolen and now she's in love with Martin. It's... But this it. is this all all the identity fraud and her because she also announced uh, this week that she has a CCJ against her a counter court <laughs> judgment which is like oh my goodness that came out of the blue mm-hmm. <laughs> like where did that come from we've not even seen her house yet but no so I, I'm presuming that all this well I don't have to presume this all happened between March and September yes because so, last time we saw her she broke up with Max and wanted an open relationship mm. now. She's in love with Martin and it's the only one that she's looking at. And she usually... That's what Martin does to you, though. I know. Sonia can vouch for that. Martin and, and, and Stacey. Stacey. She, yeah. Well, don't forget, he wore Stacey down. <laughs> Eventually, at the start, Stacey didn't want anything to do with Martin. She's like, no, no. I just like he was a friend. Uh, Martin Fowler. Uh, uh. Fruit, fruit and veg seller. <laughs> Who wants that? And then he just kept going on and on and yeah. on. And now then everyone wants him. him. I mean, Dark Martin... Yeah. That's all we Even Martin in his hospital gown was getting a few people going. Was it a bit hot under the gown, <laughs> were they? Martin was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's he's like, he spent a bit of time in hospital. and More time than he spent when he got a bus. Hit by a bus. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have a pasty the same day like he did <laughs> no. that time. Um, and Ruby announced that she loved him out of nowhere, mm. which is very un-Ruby Allen. Well, as you said... I she... think she surprised herself a bit when she said it. She yeah, was like, was like, <laughs> Yeah, because she, as you said, six months ago, she was all about free and Miss easy. Miss Open, yeah. Yeah. She didn't want to stick to one man. She wanted lots mm. of men. And it she... was Max Branning, to be fair. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'd use that as an excuse too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can I sleep with other men, Max? Because, you know, it's you. <laughs> um, and Suki had a little warning to her, like, don't put Vinny in trouble here. Don't mention him. Otherwise, well, I'll see to you. It was a standoff, wasn't mm. it? So if you if you get us Palisars in trouble, because if you notice, she didn't say Vinny. Well, she said the Vinny, family, but then she yeah. said the family, which is lovely, mm. which is so nice. It's so nice to have a family unit on the show that they, they, they stick together. I mean, we were talking about the Bills earlier. Okay, they're a family, but they don't really stick together or do anything. No. Kathy's getting shunned to one side by Ian and Bobby and Peter still really don't have that type of brotherly mm. relationship. But the, the Panasars, if you get rid of Jags, is absolutely a unit. And mm. as They a hate unit, each other, but they're... They oh, support each other. Yeah, they love to hate each other. Which is a typical EastEnders family. Perfect. And so, yes, yeah, Suki gave the smackdown <laughs> mm. to Ruby. And Ruby I did... took heed of that warning too. Mm. I do think it was a bit of a lost opportunity, a bit of a shame, because she's, you know, the Alan name is quite formidable with her dad. I thought it was a bit of a shame she didn't try to stick up to Suki a bit there and use her her dad's name as like a, you know... The Panasars may be around a bit, but my dad... Yeah, but do you think the Alan name still has the same... Sh- stick hmm. that he used to have you know it's not the mitchell name is it <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Hardcastle name no, that's true um, there is that side of ruby which they don't really tap into do they but there's it always could hints. be interesting there has been hints hasn't there in the past where ruby has kind of shown signs that she could be a bit gangster mm. and we've even discussed it on this this very show where perhaps w- would there be a story coming up where ruby would start to kind of be a bit of a gangland head because you don't see with dark martin yeah he's like that he would he'd love to be a bodyguard um (laughs) she because you see female ones coming in and out aiden's sister for instance oh yeah she came in but you never they never stick around and Mm. so but would it be a bit too much of a change for ruby's character because although ruby is quite a powerful independent female She's, she's still, not horrible, is she? She's not yeah. nasty with it. And so no. I think that Suki's warning... I think if it, if it was Suki, she could easily take over some kind of, like, gangster group. But I she think... She might already. Yes, true. She keeps her we cards close to her chest, doesn't she, Suki? Well, we don't... Again, we don't know anything about her husband. Mm. Which is what we, we would like to know a m- lot more about. He'll be out of prison soon, so mm. he'll turn up, I'm sure. When Ruby said, oh, I love you, Martin, he just kind of looked at her and was like, oh, and then like went off to his hospital bed <laughs> Yeah, the, the reaction, lie down. The reaction reminded me a little bit of when um, it was, how's Adam? You know, that was that oh, yeah. kind of reaction. <laughs> I love you, Martin. And then it was that long pause. Yeah, miss, miss line. Yeah, while Jane stood there and stared at her with her eyes wide. <laughs> but um, he played a little dark game with him and Kush. So they're best friends again, <laughs> which I love, their little friendship. I know it's, they are it's, the best friendship. Going. Whenever they they you know they s- separate one another, mm. they they kind of prize Chris and Martin apart. Doesn't it really work. doesn't. I don't like no. it. It's it's the it's the modern equivalent of Sanjay <laughs> and Mark and Mark. Yeah, it is actually. It is Mark and they're Sanjay. on the same pitches as well. Exactly, and they do the exact same cells, fruit and veg, or, and clothes. No, Martin doesn't do fruit and veg anymore. 
No, oh, yeah, Peter's Peter. On is Peter looked nice in his veg outfit. I thought. What the, just... the pinny? That's all he has to wear. <laughs> and the jeans. Oh, and what the sheepskin coat? Yeah, he's yeah. got to get himself a sheepskin. You cannot work on the fruit and veg store until you got a sheepskin. <laughs> Peter's coat. going up in my estimations of favorite character, oh. all because of those jeans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but did you notice that he was taller than the actual stall itself? That's very handy. You can put fruit and veg on top of the stall now. <laughs> Good. He could do a nice display for people to see from a distance. <laughs> he could start selling trees and bushes. Well, at Christmas, he can sell Christmas trees. Mm. They used to. But he'll be taller then and he'll be able to put the star on each one. <laughs> yeah, but the angel. <laughs> it could be a service for an extra tenner. I'll come to your house and put the tree. I'm still yet to see the thing that I wanted a few months ago. It was Martin and Peter in a scene together to see who's taller. Yet oh. to see this. It's the green giant, isn't it? Yeah, they're both very tall. So what were we talking about before? I was talking about Peter's Martin jeans. And friendship. Yeah, they had a little dance jeans? match. Peter's jeans. Yeah. Oh, was that what you're? What That's why it? I liked part of his outfit. His jeans were very nice. Anyway, right. <laughs> well, go back and watch it, and you'll know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone listening, go back and watch it for jeans. Uh, jeans, jeans. What was it? Thursday's episode, I think. Yeah, they were having a little girls' chat, basically, about how. Ruby's well, Cush and Martin. Cush and Martin, yeah. 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 <laughs> They're girl time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Having a pamper evening. And he said, oh, Ruby said, I loved you. I didn't I didn't know what to do. And Cush was like, oh, you're stuck now. That's it. I but feel you... like no one's mentioning Stacey here. But this is what I was about to say. It's strange that Cush isn't taking this... Because obviously he's an honorary Slater. He's lived mm. with them long enough now. He's looked after Jean more than anyone else did in that house. <laughs> Where's Shirley? We don't know. But hopefully she'll be back I haven't soon. haven't seen Jean either. I think she's back next week, isn't she? Whitney turned up in one outfit and disappeared again. I was shocked to see Whitney. I, I actually quite went, happy. Ooh. Quite happy as well. Yeah. Has her story been dropped? Well, she's working in the hospital. She's working in hospital. Mm, I feel her murder charge has been dropped because like Grey's not really mentioned it. And who's gonna who's gonna represent Whitney after this Whitney. week? <laughs> she's, tra- she's trained as a lawyer in the past lockdown. <laughs> yeah. In seven months, she uh, did the bar and she's fine now. <laughs> Do you, oh, I hope they don't because they did. So, there was so much with the whole Leo story. It did get messy though. It got very complicated. But the last thing they need to do is that, like they did with the funerals of Dennis and Mel. Hunter and, and Mel. Mel. Yeah, is that you have Whitney walking in and saying, "Oh yeah, I was acquitted. <laughs> One gin and tonic, please." That would be awful. They need to remember this is happening. Mm, but they're supposed they're not really doing court cases. They're doing it virtually though, so they could do it. Yeah, Bianca could pop up on. Zoom and talk. I'm half expecting that to happen. Well, she was meant to appear. Yeah. That was meant to be the storyline, wasn't it? Mm. Bianca was meant to appear and mm. the whole court case was meant to happen, but obviously it didn't. So Kush, anyway, so Kush could have stood up for maybe Stacey. Yeah, at, at least point. mention her name. Because they are married, aren't they still, Martin and Stacey? Yeah, we think so. Although on the cast listings, I think it might be an error, but Lily Fowler's being recast, everyone. Well, don't get me started on that. She was so good in that caravan episode. Claudia Winkleman deserved that role yeah. as Lily in uh, EastEnders. Mm. And yeah, the, the one when she hid in the box. Yeah, she was <laughs> really good. Yeah, she was amazing. God. And she's been good before that as well mm. and after. We always championed Lily She's Fowler. been Lily since she was like a baby. Since when, Lily was conceived. Since Ryan took her out of the burning Vic upstairs. <laughs> Wasn't that the same actress I think it was? <laughs> so I'm, I'm upset that Lily's been recast. But she's titled as Lily Slater. Not Lily Fowler. Ah, right. But Stacey's still titled as Stacey Fowler. Mm, probably so just I don't know if it's a mistake. I don't yeah. know. But but, but, they, but can I just yeah. say the new Lily, I, I'm not, you know, trying to start a hate campaign against a child, <laughs> right. but she's not my Lily. You've original. not seen her on screen yet. No, not my Lily. Hashtag not my Lily. Yeah, if I see two that... Weeks, two weeks' time, you'll be praising her as like the best child actress <laughs> on the show. Not my Lily. <laughs> um, yeah. So when Stacey returns, obviously there's going to be a lot of conflict between her best friend and her husband. Mm, because Martin said, I love you back to Ruby mm. at the end of it. So, But, so this is what I said earlier on the podcast. Chris has got his stool back because Kat has come flush with money. But she said, oh, yeah. don't ask me how I got it. I just worked hard. Mm, and she kind of looked at Ruby in like a... Wink. Cat slate a bitch way. Yeah. And we know that Cat has got a history of taking money from people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Having it rain on her. Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, I was listening to Lady Gaga's album. <laughs> Um, and Kush also said, oh, I'll buy all the drinks. I'm feeling flush yeah. as well. With a, with a wallet full of notes. Mm. <laughs> like, it was full of notes. So um, who's taken Ruby's identity? Is it Stacey and Kat or just Kat or just Stacey? I don't think Stacey's got anything to do with it. You don't? Because I don't think Stacey knows about Martin. Stacey looks quite rich on her return. She's dressed in all new outfit, gold earrings, new hair. I think that's just the actress looking stunning, to be mm, honest with you. I don't know. She's Lacey. Lacey Turner is glowing. Her mm-hmm. afterbirth glow. <laughs> just is... like Kate Oates directing debut. Uh, glowing. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same as happened with Stace. Mm-hmm. They know. got together and they've talked about their babies mm. glowing. I can imagine both of them doing it together because Stacey got a phone... You know um, Kat got the phone call when mm. she left... Let's not talk about that. But when Jesse Wallace left for a bit, <laughs> they've, conf- <laughs> <laughs> they've confirmed that that was Stacy on the phone. Right. Not Haley, which we thought. But Ruby and Martin weren't together then. And that's my point. Kat knows now because she's obviously sitting in the square having coffee. He's mm. shouting across the square at them, calling them gold, calling Martin a gold digger. Which kind of would indicate that maybe then she doesn't know that Ruby, unless she was taking the mick. And that was a deliberate mm. kind of like poke at Ruby. But I don't think Stacy knows. I don't think anyone's told Stacy. No, Stacey does know. She knows that they're together, I think. Not Maybe sure. Max is leaving. Stacey's the one taking all the money. She gives Max money to run away. And that's how he exits. Yeah, because didn't he do that for her when she went on that plane that one time? Oh, he's always setting up. Didn't he do something like that for her when she ran away from Archie's murder? Yeah, yeah. He gave her money and she went on that plane and looked at the London and, Eye. And for... Um, with Lily. <laughs> and, and for um, when Janine set Stacey up. Did Max give him give her I money for so. that as well? So maybe Stacey will do that and for him. she was found in the hair salon. <laughs> He'll be at Christmas, yeah. and I can tell you the outfit right now. Stacey, for who, sorry? Stacey. Okay, I thought you talking about Max. So. <laughs> He'll be in a suit. Max's outfit. Um, Stacey will be in a white, angelic dress at Christmas, if it's with Max. And also, she always is. every Christmas, Max and Stacey always do something. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> they always have something together, mm. even if it's just a little chat, and they let off some steam about each other's lives, or they have sex. Mm. Or all the above. Mm. And who's the writer who always writes stories for Yeah, Max and I Stacey? can't remember his name, but there's a certain guy. Do you think Jake Wood will ask him to write his <laughs> exit Probably. story? Yeah. And the biggest story of them all, which has gone completely off topic now, will Max get a Julius theme? No. You don't know? No, he won't. He's been 15 years. John Sen doesn't believe in Julius theme. It's quite clear to, to all. Let us know what you think. Get in touch with us on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram and our Facebook group. Right, so we're moving on to our last storyline of the week, which is obviously the Chantelle storyline. So anyone who doesn't want to listen to this from now on or doesn't want to hear about the Chantelle storyline, that's absolutely fine. You can turn the podcast off now and we'll see you next week as normal. But um, for people who do want to still listen, that's what we're going to be discussing now. Because Chantelle, we had a new set-ish, Seaside Town. Seaside set. Mm. Which some people have said... Possibly it's the other cafe around the corner, when redressed. It, I mean, this is probably not the most important thing to point out about the story, but I think that, yes, it looked like it was the other cafe. Mm. Just they, I think they used green screen to show yeah, like a like beach a, outside. And a seagull. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I imagine that they had like a man with a fishing rod and a seagull on the end of a piece of string just kind mm. of flying past the, past <laughs> so, the um, And some people said that the B&B that the Taylors were staying in could have been the Slater Lounge redress the Slater set. Oh, really? So I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get that comparison because no. there, there was two entrances and exits. But I, th- I, I thought it was nice that they put so much effort into building this story. Mm. This is obviously what they wanted to come back with. It was this very important domestic violence storyline mm. which was going to conclude, or conclude in the way, for Chantel anyway. Mm. And uh, it was nice that they had put such commitment into it. And if it's, it's what I've said a hundred times before. If they show confidence, then we feel confident for the show. And that the, the degree of excellence and the confidence they put into this story and the way they presented it and the way it was written, the way it was directed, the way it was produced... It was just spot on in every way. It was very good. I mean, the whole week of um, the Taylor storyline was really good. Like, it could have been like its own little feature. If you know, if mm. you put all the scenes together, like that, they're all away for holiday. Bernie appeared, which yeah. was a shock. Well, and Tiff and Keegan. Yeah, they were there. They're happy again. Last time we saw them before lockdown, they weren't happy and they got chucked out of their flat, but they're fine. But they're playing the insult game now. That's what we know. Who's not to be happy when you're calling each other banana brain? <laughs> no, lots of um, things. Because obviously there's been like lots of foreshadowing of this storyline. And that um, Taylor insult game, that was one of the first things that Chantelle did when she was introduced, wasn't it? That's she right. She played it. It was during that night, that time when someone hit someone in the face. Like a kid hit someone in the face and then Bailey got blamed. Mm. And they were playing the insult game then, and that obviously... That was back in Karen's flat, yeah. And it? was it Christmas they were playing Don't Touch the Floor is Lava? Floor is Lava. With insults, mm. and then we also have Clacton on Sea insult game as well. So there's a long long thread of love and family, and they yeah. were really putting that across, weren't they? There was that, a lot about um, the history of how Chantel has grown mm. up within the Taylors. Yeah. Even though her dad hasn't been with her her whole life, she also had the memory of them enjoying the black and white was it a black and white horror film yes or scary movie and <laughs> that was funny when um 
Grey was like really upset that he was like, oh, how dare you let Chantel watch this when she was five? And, and it's like two kids are watching yeah, it in front who of who are five. <laughs> it's like, I know what? that was a bit weird. Mm, I, but, I think um, they're a bit older than five. They're about eight or nine, but still, it seemed inappropriate for kids yeah. that age to be watching a film because like, you know, there was shut quite... up, Grey. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot more Grey could have shut up about. Let's be honest, <laughs> but it was such a touching. Moment. There were so many mm. really touching moments with Chantel and Mitch. It... I, I do feel like these all these touching moments were meant to have been spread out over mm. the time we weren't on screen. But I like, don't think it damaged it, actually. No, it didn't. At first, but... at first we, we were a bit concerned by the fact they were rushing it, the whole chip thing last week. It was like that was obviously mm-hmm. meant to be something that was drawn out as well. But actually, because it was done in this small two-week arc, and we did, okay, we did say, oh, you know, it, it seemed though the story kept coming on and off on and off but there mm. was always in the background and perhaps that was a very conscious effort by the producers that it was never at the forefront of the story it was always in the back and so and behind all, closed doors yeah. exactly mm. it's the exact same way as how Chantel's life was being told and that is behind closed doors all the time so we never saw the full spectrum of what Grey's damage was doing to Chantel and the family and the fact that there, because it had escalated to such a level that Grey was now just getting out of control himself which you cleverly using the covid story as well as a as a as a way of introducing this now mm. much more heightened emotion by gray i think it was brilliant because this week was all about chantel almost saying her final goodbye it's like she knew this was it this was the mm. end and she'd she'd almost she'd almost given up she'd almost given up and then that one time when she right at the end when she hadn't given up and she fought back and she told gray how she felt and she wanted to get rid of him and that mm. was it and then that was her downfall and it was such a it was sad. the whole moment. the whole time everything was kind of against her like every time she tried to escape or try to get away or try to do something something else would happen mm. and it's like throughout the whole week it, it was quite clever that they announced this beforehand yeah because that kind of elevated every single scene and you kind of watched it in a different way because you know that she was going to die mm. and it was it was just like everything she did was that's against you like now in love with Kira, asking him to get the thing from the house. Gray's obviously got the tracker, so he set the alarm off. He heard her on the phone when she was saying, yeah. I've decided to be with you. Yeah, it was just, it was very horrible. And do you think that there was a moment on Friday's episode? And I think we I think we need to really talk about Friday's episode. Because mm. everything up to that point was the build up to it. And it was, yeah. it was, well, it was very well done. Basically, the... Gray got her back to the house because yeah. the alarm was going off. Yeah. And she said like goodbye to the mum and dad for the first, for the last, the last time. time. Yeah. And and nothing to take away from any of the episodes before. But do you th- on Friday's episode was there a moment at any time when you thought ah, maybe they're tricking us here? Maybe maybe Chantel does get away, and they they just wanted you to feel this kind of anticipation, this fear for Chantel. And I did hope that, <laughs> like in well, a no, weird I way, I want her which is what they want. You obviously you want her to get away and yeah. to um because there's so much more to a character, and she's such a nice character as well. Mm. So it's so like unfair what happened to her and like the moment she finally stood up is when he pushed her and yes. um the dishwasher which we mentioned in six, january yeah eight months ago we mentioned this you dishwasher did. you said don't ever don't ever pack knives <laughs> upwards and um it was mm. oh god and it's just horrible because mm. he pushed her so it wasn't like when they said it was she was going to be a death by domestic violence like you think beaten he's beaten like drowned like perhaps. premeditated but in mm. a way like he pushed her. This could have happened to any couple in a fight. Do you know what I mean? I say I completely hear you, hundred mm. percent. But you you use the word premeditated, and I think the 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 what in Gray's in Gray's situation here was that it perhaps what maybe wasn't premeditated before, but, but everything after afterwards. and how cold it was. That yeah, was that, that was horrible. Hundred percent premeditated. That and was it, all planned. And again, it was something else which was like so unfair. Mm. Okay, we know that she's getting killed off, but. Then they added like the other level of he knew that she was dying, just left her in there alone, mm. like, and she couldn't move because mm. I'm assuming the knife like paralyzed her. She it said must she have couldn't hit a nerve, move. Yeah, she was in a lower arms. back, wasn't it? Yeah. I think. And her arms were up. Mm. It was like she was almost in a fitting position. Mm. Um, and yeah, so she must have been frozen. Mm. And basically, oh. Gray just went. Okay, well, I'm just going to wait for you to die because then I can get away with it, basically, in mm. his head. And it's just like, God, it's so horrible. And the last person she saw as well was Grey, which I yeah. thought was really That moment horrible. when she opened her eyes one last time. Yeah, and it's like, he, oh, and, it's and, you. Yeah, yeah. And Grey kind of jumped as well. Grey was, like, surprised that she she was still alive. Mm. And she just looks and her, her eyes filled with 
tears and loss of hope and she just closes her eyes one final time mm. and then <laughs> just it's just painful. horrible and it's just so cold how he thought okay well there's a toy there i'm gonna make it look like you fell back on the toy and he specifically chose a milk bottle so that when he walks into the room it looks like he's shocked and he drops the bottle mm. suki again front row center in the story she questions immediately why did you choose the bottle at the back <laughs> of the refrigerator why not the carton at the front mm. oh i don't like it's more expensive the one at the front it was it was really clever how they did that because obviously gray wanted to get out of the house mm. he he's a lawyer he wanted to make it look like he's popped out for some milk he bumped into kush like mm. oh mate come into the pub, yeah, oh, the pub okay half pint, was he playing, came in played darts he, he saw everyone when he's playing the darts um it was just so calculated how he knew that she was just like slowly dying at home, but he was just waiting for it. And even when he got home and he checked her pulse, he made sure she was dead before he then phoned. Oh, it's just horrible. Yeah, started organising. Mm. Sorry to go back to the milk bottle thing. And you know, I love my my, my uh, stories with Suki, but um, <laughs> it's not so much about that. It's the fact that obviously I think that Suki is very intelligent and... She, yeah, she, she knew something, didn't something she? Something was wrong. And Grace said he wanted to go for the cheaper bottle of milk. But then when he didn't have the money on him, he said, oh, I'll get, and she, I think it was 70p. Mm. And then she, he said, I don't have the money. And then he offered her two pounds. Surely in Suki's mind, she thought, well, then we might as well just gone for the carton. Because you're now offering more than the odds for <laughs> that bottle of milk. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to come back to him and bite him. Um, but as you said, it's everything, the, everything that was so calculated about him going around the square, take, taking up the invitation from Kush to have a drink. Talk to Whitney. Talk to Whitney. Now, let's <laughs> My talk... hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talking about Whitney and Grey, hmm. there's parallels here, isn't there? Between the way that Whitney stabbed Leo and how Grey accidentally, inverted commas, stabbed mm, Chantel. Do you think there was a deliberate paralysis? Yeah, I parallel hope they're there? not going to have Grey and Whitney get together and that's how his abuse gets found out because he starts doing it to her. <laughs> Another, d- Another thing for Whitney. For Whitney. Um, I can imagine that happening because they mm. had that kiss before lockdown, didn't they? Mm. I don't. I, I don't want this to be drawn out as a like. I don't want Grey to turn into a serial killer because it could kind of take away from the point of that they, they've killed Chantal. They've mm. killed a person who was abused. Don't now take that away and turn it into a murder cover up yeah, or a serial away. killer. Or yeah. they need to be clever how they're gonna because they haven't announced Grey's exit now even after the episode so well, don't, you're quite right don't take away the gravity mm-hmm. of Chantel's death here because that's the, that was the reason they said this was the reason we're doing the story but I mean it's not unheard of for a character that starts off as just kind of like a one-time killer in Kate Oates's wing. That's what I mean, yeah. To then become a serial killer. Mm. She's done it with Coronation Street. And Emmerdale. And she's done it with Emmerdale. She, she, she has a but niche But it, it would, it would take away from, like, like, if the reveal comes out in, like, a year's time that he was the one that killed Chantel, it's kind of like, mm. it'll be a bit lost, I think. So I think they do need to be careful there. I, I agree with you entirely. But um, at the same time, I want to commend it, because EastEnders is the gritty soap. Yeah. And as much as I didn't want Chantel to be killed, and I'm not 100% sure it's the right message. Like, if you're watching it at home and it's happening to you and she spoke out to him for the first time and it ended up with her being killed, yeah. it's a bit like, okay, I, how would I feel if I was at home and I saw that on TV? Would it make me not speak up? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's tricky, isn't it? But it's it is, a shock. This is, I'm glad system. that the BBC let EastEnders do it. Yeah. Because ever since the baby swap, they've been so um, restrained with what they can do. Against any kind of very, very violent gritty, story, yeah. gritty story. So I am, I'm glad that they're able to do it. I just hope that the aftermath is um, okay, is, is done mm. tastefully. I, I agree with you completely. Another topic I'd like to talk about quickly is also the time that it was aired. There was a lot of criticism on social media that 8.30 was a bit early. 8.30 was a bit early. I mean, that EastEnders is normally aired at 8 o'clock as well. Mm. People know yeah, that... she didn't that, die like, at the end of the episode at 9, nine. did she? It was about no. halfway, 10 minutes to the end. about quarter to 9. But there was no warning given either, which was no, very was surprising. Yeah, very surprising. They made a point of warning everyone before, like with all the newspapers and articles. Mm. Even the synopsis, like the continuity woman, wasn't like, and Chantel's back from her seaside weekend. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, oh, it sounds all cheerful. Yeah, it but, sounds um, like a lovely story. Yeah, that was a bit odd that they did that. But I guess it depends what region you're in. I don't know. No, I've, apparently it was everywhere. Because we're obviously in the Scottish mm. region. But apparently the east as well was the same. Um, and Maybe the south. because people wanted to avoid spoilers. If they had, they didn't want to. I, I think know. a lot of people, though, who knew that this was going to be the story and didn't want to watch it, 
actively didn't watch it and they they purposely decided to avoid it mm. um, which is completely understandable um and you know it was a, it was a hard watch um for me actually surprisingly it wasn't the actual act of gray pushing Chantel. No, it was always me. in the background that because we kind of noticed the dishwasher mm. it was like that thing of like just close the dishwasher yeah, yeah. But, um but, yeah but, but it was when gray threatened to strangle the children mm. and went halfway up went to do it that yeah. was chilling you don't know with gray whether he's he's bl- like at the end when he was on the phone crying ah yeah was he crying or was he was he crying for working Chantel? himself up yeah to make it sound like it's real that he just found her like this. See, I don't think he was crying for Chantel. No. I think he was crying. I don't even think he was doing it for an act. I think that he was so the, the rage inside of him built up so much that he, he, in his own head, he just couldn't handle it. And he was almost. I think I felt like he was crying for himself. Mm. I think he was crying for his own self pity that he, this crazy situation is now unfolding around him. And instead of doing the considerate thing to the woman that he he says he loved and he abu- you know, abused he instead covered himself so he would end up mm, that was his first trail of yeah. thought how do i keep this secret still yeah yeah it's um like the kids as well did they hear any of this That's, like they woke up that was up. mad wasn't it like they were upstairs yeah. and there was a lot of shouting a lot of crashing and banging I mean, did they, yeah, did they know this was mm. happening? I do wonder if that's how it comes out in the end, is like the kids say something. There was like, that line, don't forget, and we mentioned it I, mm. last week. Chantel says, um, the, the daughter says, I'm good Mia. at keeping secrets. Mm. Chantel says, me too. And at first we just thought, oh, she's just talking about the abuse. But again, and credit where credit's due with the writers, there seems to be a lot of hints that you have to remember. And a lot of people say, oh, well, do you remember they said that three months back? Yeah, and that's a, um, I think that's like something that John said, like, oh, Kate, the producers, whoever, they like to do that because they did that with the Dennis drowning with um, Stuart mentioned something about being oh, the boy, Peter, the Peter Pan, Pan, the boy who never grew up. Yeah. And yeah, there's lots of little things like that. Like when Sharon said, I swear on Denny's life, mm. like six months before and then he died. So yeah, I think if you, you can spot these things and remember them, you can predict the show. Mm. And which that's It's writing. good and bad, I guess. Oh, only if you spot them. I think Which only if you do. spot them. <laughs> no, I know, but then that's because we're sat watching it. No, yes, we're, that's true. We're being Obsessive. really analytical. And yeah, we're obsessed with it. Mm. But not, not to be fair, 99.9% of the viewers, I think, don't feel the same way. They watch it for a bit of escapism, a bit of, you know, mm. I, I say It's fun, almost there for the fans, isn't it, I guess? It is. It's a little wink to, to, to the podcasts and, uh, <laughs> and for us to go like, oh, yeah, we saw that. Mm. I mean, obviously, we've got Kirit, who actually got the memory box out of the house when mm. the alarms went off so there's that as well um well, who play. doesn't charge the phone no no she kept but... phoning him why didn't she phone 999 or someone because mitch left a message for her as well didn't he mm. but she didn't answer i've been thinking about why Chantel didn't just decide to just bite the bullet at this point after trying correct and just kind of phoning some kind of mm. ambulance or ambulance sorry phoning the police or something like that we were just in a situation she was just where, in yeah. a spin wasn't she she was just going she mm. was just panicking and I mean, you just can't put yourself in that situation. No. I mean, she did arrange to have a flat for her and the kids. It was a it was a refuge. Yeah. It was a, it... So I'm wondering if that will be brought up. Like, obviously, if she gets reported now dead. But the, but with with refuge homes for women, mm. um, they tend to do it anonymously. Well, anonymous. Oh, okay. So they might not have her. So they might not mm. know. Because Gray got rid of all the money and yeah. everything, didn't he? So yeah. Yeah, he had his lawyer head on to um, cover his track. I hope it's not like a he gets revealed Christmas Day like sort of thing. I want. I, I think it to we're be... safe to think that's not going to happen no, because I hope we know not. about the Max and Ian thing now. So I think that's Christmas Day. Mm. I think this Gray thing for me is going to going to thread out, and it actually makes me really like Mitch. I've really grown to like Mitch these yeah, past Yeah, I'm sure he'll do something to her. <laughs> well, no, because he's got a purpose. I think the thing that kind of made me dislike and disassociate with Mitch was because mm. he just had no purpose. His he's basically story... been waiting around for this, basically. His oh, character, yeah. that's what... Um... But why do we have to have the Billy and oh, Karen know. story in between? I mean, that's, that's just... <laughs> that's something that's not that. been mentioned. Why was Billy not invited to this weekend? I wondered why Billy wasn't there as well. Does he mind that him and Mitch... Um, Karen and Mitch were sharing a B&B together no, I don't know but isn't Honey back so it's short, So isn't he now isolating with Honey perhaps that's know, the reason why with, with with Janet and um, Will mm. we didn't see Honey working because Suki was in the 
taking their own so Honey might not work there anymore <laughs> how about quickly Friday's episode as well not talking about the storylines talking about the production mm-hmm. how did you find the production no incidental music you were I pleased. was shocked <laughs> and pleased <laughs> but you, you were kind of you were expecting it and so you were accepting it before it even happened mm. and yeah you're after you write no incidental music at all but the filmic look the glossy look oh. you, it's nice isn't it oh it's perfect but on a special episode. Not like compu- oh, well, not, not all the time. Not like all the time. I don't no. think they could do it all the time. To be fair, no. but, but it, it makes you sit up and pay attention. Like this is an important episode. Yes, one hundred percent. Look good. Hirat I mean, looked nice in his kitchen, didn't he? I never, never questioned my <laughs> commitment for Karat. I um, I, I did. I, I loved the way the angles were presented. Mm-hmm. It was almost, almost verging on a film noir, but not quite. It was you, the, 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 the focus and the zoom was very tight on their faces, showing mm. the kind of the claustrophobia and the trapped, the trapped feeling that Chantel must be mm. feeling in. And actually, the social distancing actually helped because mm. it made Chantel literally feel like she's on her own. Yeah. And the social distancing wasn't obvious in the pub, or the mm. and the minute mark looked really real. And mm. Suki has music playing now, and it everything feels felt quite authentic. Like the pub felt quite real and busy, so um, it was very impressive. And also when they're in the B and B, and they had Mitch, Chantel, Karen, Gray, the kids, all in that one shot, and yeah. she Chantel leaned on Mitch. It's like how. How did they do that? It's so clever. She must have lent on someone in her bubble. Yeah. But wearing obviously Mitch's costume. And then you, they just did the, again, the tight focus on Mitch's face and Chantel's face on But they someone. showed the a, a shot of both of them. It's, oh, right. it's very okay, clever well, how they did it. I don't know how incredible. they did it, but... Um, Sometimes though, when you're very presented a challenge, it's when you're, that's when your mind works the best mm. and it, it just goes to show that i mean these two weeks of eastenders and in particular these past two episodes the thursday and friday episode of eastenders really showed for me eastenders at its best mm. and it's like they've gone out the gates and they've said you know what yeah we had a bit of a bad start <laughs> we had the boat week that was good but we've we've, we've not yeah, done we dribbled out of existence yeah but you know what we're going to show you that we are and we deserve to be seen as like mm. the number one gritty soap the ratings Britain. went back up a million by the way everyone so you know <laughs> up a million so we're back to near where we were when we left off and so we're I, getting there i've said this before but i actually don't mind them having an 8 30 broadcast time on a friday it annoys the heck out of me that itv have kind of shoved <laughs> their weight around and said no we want an hour-long episode of Coronation street but I don't mind them having an 8.30 episode if it means that they can do a bit more grittier stuff. It's yeah, like, imagine if it came at 8. There'd be lots of complaints. Exactly. But do you not think that 8.30, a Friday night on 8.30, could then become a very much an, an appointment viewing for, for that mm. for the week of EastEnders? I, mean, I think Fridays have always struggled for some reason for EastEnders. Friday people go out. People do things. I don't. <laughs> we don't. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, I don't go out. <laughs> Seven days a week. But I, I mean, if they made it... Because again, it didn't feel like a soap on Friday. It felt like a drama. It felt like a... a a, mm. a proper, it felt like a broad church. It felt like a line of duty. EastEnders. It, yeah. It, it, <laughs> it was all... good because it's also it was it was two characters and mm. it was character driven. And that's why it, um, when it excels. So we're going to go on to our comments from you guys and all the information and stuff um, with I'm Not One to Gossip. You know me, I ain't one to gossip. As usual, we ask you guys to get in touch with us on our social media. You can find us on our Twitter, our Instagram and our Facebook group. We're also on TikTok, Ben. Did you know that? Are we? Yeah. There's lots of EastEnders TikToks, actually. Not as good as our TikTok. (laughs) You can find us on all those different social medias by just searching Wolford Weekly or Wolford Weekly Podcast and then click to join us and then you can join in on the fun. Obviously, most of the comments that came in this week were all about Chantal and Grey, and I'll be talking about those in a moment. But as usual, every week we ask you a question, and we ask you whether you're one way or the other. This week we asked, whose party would you have liked to gate crash? Would it have been Stuart Stag or Rainey's hen party? Now, be- Gosh. Before I give the results, uh, we had a few people comment. And guess who came back to comment? Only Della from Call for Cuts. Oh, Della's back. Yeah, she, she? came back again. <laughs> she said that she... Not very busy in the salon. But you know Della, she likes to go out and party mm. before she uh, decided to buy the business off Steve. She said, would have chosen both, but I'm disappointed by the lack of screen time for them this week. Yes, it was uh, It was kind of like plonked on a Thursday, so it was kind of impossible. But it made sense. But the Vic was busy when Grey went in there, so maybe they were all there to see Stuart and Rainey. Maybe. At Sydney Dumphy said, would love love to have fun with Rainy, Tanya and Cora. I love the crosses. <laughs> I mean, Cora would be a laugh, I think. I know mm. she likes to say she's gone on the straight and narrow, but... Yeah, not on a night out. One fag and a bottle of vodka 
and she'll be <laughs> she's anyone's at emmanuel igbed four says i've grown to love Stuart and rainey and the fact that no one came to their hen and stag shook me to the core i would have laughed so much and got so very drunk and Bovary C said, I would have taken Stuart and Rainey out and showed them an awesome time. We would have been in and out of the strip clubs, dancing and everything. <laughs> Halfway needs to treat Stuart better. I agree, actually. I think Halfway... I know. Stuart just ignored him. him. Stuart I'm... arranged his yeah. stag do. Mm-hmm. Even though he was never planning to get married to Whitney. Did and... you notice in the box that Callum was wearing, um, holding for the stuff of Stuart's stag do, his um, Wolford Pride feather boa was in there still. Oh, really? So he's kept that as a little memento. <laughs> Bless him. I'm pleased to see that. So whose party would you like to have gone to, Stuart or Rainey's? Um, Rainey's, I think. Well, 71% of people agreed with you. Oh, 71% said Rainey and 29% said Stuart. That's so, right. He'll, he'll like that. Better than zero. Oh, yeah. So he's oh, fine. Goodness, yeah. But uh, Rainey likes to be the centre of attention, I mm. think, so it's only fair. I'd invite Donna just to piss her off. <laughs> Right, so as I said, there was a lot of comments this week for Chantelle and Grey, so I'm going to read a few out to you. Vicky Tucker on our Google said, The story was heartbreaking. I kept On th- our Google? She did it on a Google form. Oh, right. <laughs> Carry on. The story was heartbreaking. I kept thinking someone will show up and help her. So sad, but an important storyline. Mm. It's just such a horrible lonely death that she had mm. which was just that was the saddest part wasn't it really mm. well it was all it was, it all was terrible all <laughs> yeah it's all awful it's all horrible <laughs> yeah uh rachel on facebook says gray's performance at the end you couldn't tell if he was crying genuinely or putting it on Ooh, i wish i said that i was shaking with fear the whole episode mm. samantha on facebook said jessica was superb when she finally stood up to gray just a tragedy it was too late mm-hmm. that was her inner tailor they kept talking about wasn't it? i guess mm-hmm. that um quote from last week princella in 1833 on instagram said i'm praying the truth about gray comes out soon and house of eastenders uh fans of ours on instagram as well you should check out their youtube as well they're very good uh said i'm gobsmacked with how outstanding the episode really was why are people surprised well i to be fair i was surprised i'm taken aback (laughs) at steve harding 54 said the actors both need an award amazing acting portraying such a gripping storyline and i'm going to end it with chad elliott price on facebook who simply said the best episode of eastenders for years 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 Mm. now um i want to bring up that if anyone is in a situation where perhaps they do need to uh, reach out for help uh, in a situation similar to gray or chantelle you can phone in the uk or ireland the refuge line which is 0808 2000 247 or if you live in the united states of america you can call the national domestic violence helpline which is 1800 799 7233 so there we go that was the week of eastenders thank you for everyone who got in touch as i say you can get in touch with us on twitter instagram facebook group and now our tiktok just search for walford weekly podcast cool so we'll see you again next week for stacy's return looking forward to it